Welcome to Doctor Who's 50 and 50, episode 24. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. Today we continue our look at the villains with The Master. Now, The Master is played by Roger Delgado, Peter Pratt, Jeffrey Beavers, Anthony Ainley, Gordon Tipple, and Eric Roberts in the course of the classic series. He is a Time Lord, he regenerates. He's also the most frequently recurring villain, with a total of 22 appearances. So he was in stories 55 through 59 inclusive, stories 62, 64, 67, 88, 115, 116, 117, 123, 126, 129, 130, 135, 136, 140, 147, 159, and 160. The doctors he faced off against were played by John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, and Paul McGann. And the companions he ran up against were Joe Grant, the Brigadier, John Benton, Mike Yates, Adric, Nissa, Tegan Jovanka, Vistler Turlow, Perry Brown, Mel Bush, Ace, and Grace Holloway. So the Master is a fellow Time Lord. He tends to manipulate and hypnotize others. He can hypnotize without physical objects. Well, the Doctor rarely can. I recorded the Sylvester McCoy podcast before others. At the time, I thought Sylvester McCoy was the first Doctor who could hypnotize without physical objects. Tom Baker did it too, but not as often. But the Master never needed outside accompaniments to help him hypnotize others. He also made deals with the Autons, the Daleks, the Rani, and some various human agents without hypnotizing him, so he could try to work in the background. He didn't always like it when the Doctor knew that the Master was behind things right off the bat. He liked to do the big dramatic reveals instead. So he was the villain in the last story of the regular run of the series, as well as in the 1996 movie that was attempting to relaunch it. And he used to be a childhood friend of the Doctor, outperforming the Doctor in school as well. He uses a TARDIS of his own, although his chameleon circuit works, so we've seen it as a fireplace, as a column, as an RV or a caravan, as it's called in Britain, or a number of other things. He also has a molecular compressor, effectively a shrink ray, that he uses to deal with opponents, often reducing them to doll size, and occasionally having that same technology turn against himself. And he's often described by the Doctor as the most evil man in the universe. He was originally conceived as a Moriarty to the Doctor Sherlock Holmes. To me, with their childhood connections, he feels more like the Lex Luthor to the Doctor Superman. So he was originally intended only to be an opponent to John Pertwee's Doctor, but his swan song couldn't be filmed because of the accidental death of Roger Delgado. So he was sidelined and never really got a closing story. He was going to go out when John Pertwee went out and be unique to the Pertwee era. Instead, he came back charred and burned in his first encounter with Tom Baker's Doctor in story 88. And then he returned again, still burned and scarred in story 115. And that's where he actually stole the body of Nissa's father. And later on in the movie, he actually tried to steal the Doctor's remaining regenerations in story 160, which does set some precedent for the fact that the fixed number of regenerations may be not so fixed. Now, they've got an interesting relationship. He hates the Doctor and would like to kill the Doctor, but he still respects the Doctor. Even in the Five Doctors 20th Anniversary Special, when they said something as threatening to wipe out the Doctor from history, he was taken aback and said that a cosmos without the Doctor scarcely bears thinking about. He was originally even named as a play on the educational interpretation of the Doctor for symmetry, which makes me wonder if they ever introduced a third if they would have called him the Bachelor. But even with that respect he and his hatred of the Doctor, he does like to try to control things and control the Doctor. So during the trial of a Time Lord, he even spoiled the Valyard's plans by revealing what the Valyard was doing and revealing that the Valyard was a future evil incarnation of the Doctor that fits somewhere between the Doctor's twelfth and final regenerations. 
just to make sure that the doctor he was running up against was the more ethical and predictable earlier regenerations, as opposed to the outright evil later regenerations, which was more competition than nemesis. So he's a very frequent and very worthwhile villain. Bureau 42 readers voted Story 62, The Sea Devils, and Story 64, Legopolis, as their favorite master stories. And while those are the ones that showcase the master well, as do Terror of the Autons, my personal favorites are The Five Doctors, Caves of Androzani, and Pond of the Fire, and even, to a slightly lesser degree, The Deadly Assassin. The Deadly Assassin is interesting so much because of the master's role in it, to me, as it is because it's the only story in the history of the series where the Doctor has no companions and is just the Doctor up against the others. But the Master is definitely a worthwhile villain, and I could see why they went out of their way to skirt around that whole Last of the Time Lords thing to bring him back during the David Tennant era of the new series. That's about all we have to say about the Master, so thank you for listening, and join us again tomorrow when we continue our look at Doctor Who villains with the Cybermen.